Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's a difference just between being like, there's a difference between being an artist and being a consumer. And I think a lot of times that's missed. Yeah. When people are trying to be artists because they're consuming something rather than trying to make their own. Yeah. Or they yeah, try yeah. to make their version of what they've consumed. Yeah. Which more That's time is kind of dead. That's a good point. You know I mean? That's a good point. What's up, my people out there? Welcome to another episode of the Check-In with Black Men's Wear. We're here in London, UK with my guy Control, brother. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, my bro. Nah, man, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Well, you know, I know Control, but I don't think everybody out there knows Control. Like, who are you? Jokes. Well, um, I guess to, I guess, yeah, simplify the answer, I'm just an artist. Nah, it's more to it than just being an artist, man. You're you're a very talented brother, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yeah, just, yeah, just um, an artist and thinker. That's it. You London, you from, born and raised out here? Yeah, I was born and raised in London. Um, my family's from Jamaica and Montserrat, the Caribbean. Um, and yeah, so I'm between, yeah, Jamaica and London. Consi- uh, you go back and forth pretty consistently? Yeah, I got a lot of family there and um, I'm a citizen there as well. So, got you, yeah. got you, got you. Now, now control, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the artist's work, right? You got to break that down to me. What does control mean? So... It's actually an acronym. It stands for Can't Keep to Reality. So I guess with, yeah, music and all, like, creativity that I do, it's always just been, like, to get away from, you know, I guess the drama of real life, Mm. you know what I mean? Because, like, sometimes that was too much. So always, like, music's always been, like, my escape and getaway. So, yeah, that's where the name came from for the art, really. I like that, man. A lot of people that do make music, and I'm unfortunately I don't have that gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I listen to a lot of music, and that consistency of man, I use music as my expression mm-hmm. um, to get a message out to those that listen to it. Mm-hmm. Now, for you, you know what what message is it that you get out through your music? To be honest, I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like it's more for me. Mm. I guess um, it's very like it's very personal. So I guess if I'm going through something, and that could be you know, as you'll have like a bad week, you know, or it could be like you know, relationship issues or financial ones, you know, just the the normal things that affect us. Like yeah. Try and go through life, and it's always just been there as that kind of comfort blanket, you know. So I'm able to express myself differently through it always. Do you do you, you know, I know a few musicians that actually when they record they never listen to it again. Mm-hmm. Like, do you listen to your music? Um yeah, for like periods of time and then you don't. I suppose the only time I don't listen to stuff is when I put it out. I probably won't listen to it for like three months. Mm. And then come back to it cuz before that you listened to it like 50 million times. Yeah, right, right. You know I mean, and that was just like when you was making it, then when you was editing it, 
editing it and then when you got it mastered you listen to it again and then just before it comes out that week you're just banging it out and then yeah. it comes out you just need to allow it otherwise you got to like it yeah <laughs> it's here now you yeah. know it's, it's here you know, now it's literally yeah. like yeah a good three to six months sometimes after i've put things out i haven't listened to it got you, you got know. you now as as a musician and this is going to be a tough question mm-hmm. right you play multiple instruments mm-hmm. do you have a favorite instrument um I guess so. Like I, I learned the clarinet first, so I guess that's probably my favorite. Okay. I'll probably like pick it up quicker than I would the saxophone. Mm. Um, but then sometimes you start something and you're like, maybe it needs that one instead. But that would be the go-to that I worked out where I was going from with. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Now. Are, from your history of learning instruments, right? Where did, where did that start? Um, when I was about eight. Mm, okay. Yeah, so in, I suppose you lot call it elementary school. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Primary school, these sides. But um, so when I started, yeah, there they used to like have, I don't know if you even call like assemblies. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So in the assembly, like every week, they'd come and like show us different instruments. And it started with like, what was the first thing? I think it was like the oboe or something. Okay, <laughs> okay. And I always thought of like um, snake charming. Okay. Like back in the day, like you see it yeah, in cartoons, yeah, yeah, you think, yeah. like, all right, cool, like, nah, I'll never get caught slipping by no snakes, man. And <laughs> just play. Play. So I was like, let me go with the oboe first and just see see what happens there with that. <laughs> and then like I got home, brought it home or whatever, and then it's like what they call a double reed instrument. So okay. like you yeah. like put it in my lap mm-hmm. like, to do it. So it kind of sounds like a duck. Mm. So yeah, my dad wasn't really feeling it. <laughs> no, nah, bro, you can't play this. Yeah, so it wasn't really working out, and it just didn't feel good because you're just quacking about the house, isn't it? So <laughs> I gave that one back, and then they came with the flute next, and yeah, dad wasn't really feeling that one either, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just like yeah. oh, you're not you're not finna play that one there, and then the teacher that came the next, but every week it was a different person that showed us a different instrument. Okay. So the guy that came and showed the clarinet, like I felt like he must have been like fresh out of uni or whatever. He just had a vibe, you know what yeah, I mean? And he was yeah. playing and I was like, no, nah, this is kind of hard still. Yeah. So then it just kind of went from there. But I was fortunate enough to have like, at that time, um, in England at the time, we had like a, a different government. Right. So with that, there was like funding for just for arts on like a borough level, mm, do you know what I mean? Okay. So like all of our lessons were like free and paid for, our instruments were all free and patterns. Okay, so everything okay. was just patterns. I guess without having that access, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, have the education to, to have those skills basically. So I was very fortunate there to um, be able to learn instruments that way. Yeah. Now, how many? How many do you play now? Just two. Just only two. The okay. clarinet and the saxophone. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other side of the music that I do is just production, and I started that from eleven. Um, you started producing at eleven? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We got like um, versions of Free Loops. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Off yeah. LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Just went crazy. Yeah. There, yeah. Just hella beats from from there. So yeah. How would how would you? Uh, how would you identify your music now, like from a genre perspective? Because it's, I, again, I, I, I spent I spent time mm-hmm. really listening. I was like, oh, bro, it's 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 really good. Thanks, bro. Um, but it's very intricate. 
Yeah, I think, see with the genre thing, like, I feel like I learned from, um, I probably try, I try to use references that you don't get as well, like, I guess, like, the Neo Soul thing. Okay. okay see, as okay. soon as they called it Neo Soul, yeah, it was done. Yeah, yeah. I was there, yeah. so I would never, it won't be out of my mouth for, like, yeah, okay, you, okay. the genre that I'm doing, because this thing needs to keep going, because yeah. like, money I from it, you know? Yeah, I <laughs> Because <mean. laughs> as soon as that, so like, right, that, yeah. that, it, it, it was done. Yeah. Do you wow. know what I mean? And I feel like as well, with genres, it's like, and boxes and things like that in, mm -hmm. in creativity. Once you're like, puts a place somewhere, then that kind of puts a ceiling on what you can do. I hear you. And what I when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Really, I'm enjoying at the moment is through putting out the music that I have done, it's kind of like I don't have any peers. Standalone. Or any, yeah. You know, there's no competition, there's yeah. no nothing. So I can go at my own pace, do what I want, take up other spaces that I'm just interested in because I've got my own thing going on. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that, which has been the most liberating part of it as well. The the, the liberating factor, mm -hmm. right? The music as the way to, again, get away. Um, what feeling do you get, right? So obviously when you go through this time of, mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to put this project out, those that month leading up to it. Mm -hmm. I know because, you know, where I'm from, from Dallas, Texas, where Erica Badu is from and what Erica Badu says, she said, I'm an artist, but I'm sensitive about my shit. Mm -hmm. And so for mm -hmm. you, as you're listening through it, how do you know, like, this is finally ready to put out for the oh, world Oh, when to you hear? know it's finished. Yeah. Um, that's always been easy for me. It's like, it's a weird one, but I'll just, I'll just say it. It's like literally like if I make something and then I can just play it on loop without anything jumping out at me, like I need to turn that down or just, then it's finished. Okay. That's it. That's it. it. That's it. That's it. So once you like, again, I don't got to yeah. tweak like, anything. This is sounds. it. Like literally as soon as you can even like, it goes past you. Like say the song's five, that five minutes just goes past and you're like, Oh, wow. There's no more in it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's done. Yeah. Yeah, so that's now, that's how I know. Now, now, as a producer, I know you spent some time DJing as well. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that from musical composition to adding the producer, mm -hmm. then going into the DJ, uh, to now having, you know, really access to other people's music and those kind of things, do you think that that's helped you become more perfected in your craft? Um, kind of, okay, I think the best way to answer that is to kind of like, all of those, say, free avenues or whatever have been kind of running concurrently. Yeah, okay. I guess with, with my instruments, I didn't, as I told you, I started learning them at eight, but when I was learning them, it was like another subject at school kind of thing. Okay. It was like yeah, another, gotcha. Gotcha. you know. Gotcha. Um, whereas like, Production from when I was 11 was like, nah, like I'm trying to be like, you know, make big rhythms and yeah. we're rapping with my friends them times as well and all of those kind of things. So I never actually mixed my instruments with my production until I was about 21. Okay. It was like very separate. 
Okay. You know, um, and then with DJing, DJing came off the back of, yeah, just making beats. So it's like, I wanted to like get my beats out. So in London, there was like a, just like a under, there was, there's probably still is, but it was more, it was more black at the time, like the underground, like club scene with okay. like electronic yeah. music and yeah. that, whereas now it's a bit more, it's a bit more white. Than it was at that time. Um, I suppose it's kind of come back around now with like, I guess the popularity of like Amber Piano and Bruh, those kind yeah. of sounds. Yeah. Like, so before Amber Piano, it's like Funky House was probably like the last like sound that like black people were into in the city like that. Mm. Um, so that being said, yeah, with beats that we were making, we were able to like put on raves and do different things and play those out. So that's how I got into DJing because of the production. So it was a bit different than just like jumping into something else yeah. or doing whatever. They kind of all ran at the same time. Yeah. You, you've you mentioned, that I've, I've heard you, you talk through this kind of from a space of being unapologetically black with your music. Mm. Because to your point, it's like music is who creates it. Mm -hmm. It's not a white thing or black thing. Tell mm -hmm. me, talk, talk, talk more through that about, you know, taking the color off of the music and just letting the music be like. Well, I don't necessarily think that far i think i definitely i think all music is is black music um and i think yeah like um i don't be working with any white people in my music to be fair yeah but it's just this is what it is but yeah others do and it's dusty that's their thing but um yeah for me it's just like yeah i think it's very important where where things are coming from and what the source of things are. And I think as, you know, an oppressed people, all we've been able to do is create because mm -hmm. everything else was taken away. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's why, you know, people say like, we are the culture or we are the thing, and that's where it comes from. Yeah. Because of like, it's not even a necessity, it's just an innate thing that we do even just through community as well. I like that. Great. I like that perspective of it yeah. because you said they've taken everything else from it. They can't take our creativity. This is it. Yeah. 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 Now, do you, do you find that you're more creative on the island or do you find that you're more creative here or is it, it don't, it doesn't matter? Um, definitely. Yeah. Back home has got like a whole like spiritual thing. Like the last, um, EP yield, I did most of that in the mountains okay. in Jamaica. Okay. Nice. Um, nice. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that was done there. But I'd say, for me, it's just more about, like, space. Like, as I've gotten older, it's like, okay, how can I make space? Mm -hmm. Just, like, in my life and around it and be able to create. I think that's what's important for me. What's probably one of the best pieces of advice you've gotten along your, your musical journey that, whether big piece of advice, small piece of advice, something that somebody said to you that really hit that you now take with you to, to, to become the artist that you are today? Um, to be honest, I, I don't know. Um, the only thing that's informed me is like, I guess my own experiences. So I guess when things have gone, gone wrong or you haven't got like the outcome you were looking for from something like that's mm -hmm. kind of been it. I'd say to, um, to anyone, I guess like, yeah, finding yourself is like the most important thing. And the more vague things that, like, advice-wise that people give you are probably the best ones. 
Do you know what I mean? And at yeah. the time, you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, you know, the music just has to be good. You'll hear that a lot and you'll just think, <laughs> the music just has to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just hear that one or something like you know, something like that. It's always really vague like that, but like yeah. it's not that it just has to be good, it just has to be honest. Yeah. Um mm. and like with I think yeah, with things you just need to find yourself first because once you've done that then that's where purpose comes from. That's where intention is. Mm. You know what I mean? Without purpose and intention sometimes things don't land the way you would like to. Right. Right at that time, right, or you realize it after, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But, um, but some people get lucky anyway, you know. What I mean, it, it really is kind of the luck of the draw. But if, um, for me, I guess with artistry and, and things like that, it's like, yeah, I just think you have to be intentional and have your own voice. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you, yeah or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And if you don't really have that, then more time it doesn't really land. Yeah. Then you just, you know, again, you, you lost in the, in the, in the industry at that yeah, point, right? this is it. And also I think there has to be, like, to be an artist, creative person, whatever, in this time, like, you have to have an understanding of pop culture as well. Otherwise, whatever it is that you're trying to build would only go so far. Yeah, anyway. true. Do you know what I mean? True. So I think that's also a point that may help like I guess younger people that might be listening it's like if you haven't got overall understanding because more time it's like if you just make music for example and you know you just want to be a musician you don't know that you know your music could land in places in fashion or in art spaces or in design you know there's so much things that happen every year from like Art Basel to Biennales to Fashion Week other stuff so like if you don't make it in the conventional I don't know, American Idol way or, yeah, you know, yeah. or become, I don't know, the next Ice Spice or something. It's like, it's not really, there's other ways for you to do that without yeah. necessarily being famous, famous. For sure. You know, for sure. and still be able to sustain yourself and your family. Do you, yeah. do you find inspiration from others? And I, I, I ask this question kind of out of a, a mindset of, uh, I know you probably get asked this a lot about the Black is King. Like being a part of that, okay, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But now that moment for you to be a part of that production, I know it probably got a lot of secrecy behind all of that. Oh yeah, hell uh, like NDAs and NDAs and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But like being in that space, did that like does that did that motivate you in a sense of okay, all right, what what's going on here is not 
a lot different from what it's the creative it's the creative experience of the art and how it's coming across do do you have inspirations that you tap into and in, you know whether it is in, in music or fashion I, or anything? I guess the the thing that was most inspiring from that experience is just knowing that we can so like for example not necessarily the fact that obviously it's Beyonce because that's obviously mad in it but like whether it's you know a Beyonce or someone else is equally as iconic or whatever it's like they still have their eyes on who's actually doing good work yeah so yeah. the reason why i even had the opportunity to be in it was because my my friend was directing that segment mm. of black is king mm. so i was going to be there anyway to shut for my friend anyway so yeah, when you sure. got the ndas and it said park was on it was like oh is this what you're on yeah my yeah. dog yeah <laughs> yeah you know I mean? but before that it's like we've just got an effigen to be honest ah, I been for there, sure. i would have been there for anyway sure. and like you know her work's amazing so that's why she's there yeah so it's like what what's been really i guess inspiring for me is just having like friends that are not necessarily musicians like she's a director um i've got other friends that are you know that are photographers and set designers that have worked for like yeah rihanna beyonce this person that person mm -hmm it's crazy so it's like if you're good in your field and what you do and you've got your own eye and vision like it can take you anywhere and I think a lot of times people look at there's a difference just between being like there's a difference between being an artist and being a consumer and I think a lot of times that's missed yeah when people are trying to be artists because they're consuming something rather than trying to make their own. Thing. Yeah. Or they yeah, try to yeah. make their version of what they've consumed. Yeah. Which more time point. is kind of dead. That's a good point. You know I mean? That's a good point. Man, now, I, I will say, you know, my favorite my favorite track is mm -hmm. probably Mazes. Oh, good, sick. Yeah. Uh, now, again, I'm going to ask you a difficult question because mm -hmm. these are all your babies, everyone you put out. <laughs> Do you have a, a, maybe not a favorite favorite piece of work but a favorite time frame that you were in that produced uh, a piece of work that you that you enjoy more maybe a little bit more than others um probably zero okay that's probably out in the world that i think is my favorite because we, we made it like 2017 like quite a, quite a way back and then i went back into it again and just gave it some more vibes yeah for it to sound how it does now so the process of that one, I think. Pulled it out. Yeah, pulled it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. was a vibe. And what you got coming up? You, you, you in the lab right now? Well, I'm basically trying to pass some, a new team. So I'm trying to get my management together. But there's loads of new music. It's just about, yeah, figuring out how I can level up with a new team. Because from the experience of doing everything, like today, so many worlds have opened up. So like now how I'm thinking is like, not necessarily totally different, but a lot wider. There's so yeah, much other things right. to get into. Right. Um, that I'm kind of like, yeah, really looking forward to. But it's just about having the team to really like exploit those, you know, opportunities to the fullest. What would be the, what would be the most fulfilling crossover for you? You like, you know what? If I were able to do this, that would be like, oh, that's the cool. That's some cool shit I did. But there's a few things, like I've got things done, it's just about like getting the team to help me actually. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. It's not I haven't got any like um 
I guess like pipe dreams as such. It's just about can you help me make this happen? Or yeah. Can we find the funding to make this thing happen? And yeah. that's kind of where everything's at. So that's everything from like yeah, like I guess ballets and like an album potentially and yeah, but just there's just so much music to that I wanna be able to do mm-hmm. other things with and I'm looking for like I guess like the right script to be able to, you know, do a bespoke yeah. composition for like a, a feature length for to start with a short film or something like that. Those are the things that I'm yeah. to do, yeah. Yeah, well take again, take the scores you've done or take what you've done and be able to leverage them in other in other This is it. And with yeah. everything that's out already is just ensuring that like it's like being like synced and licensed across different things. Because yeah. there's so much from HBO, Amazon, you know, all of the streaming platforms, right. they're always making shows. So it's not even so much about, you know, making a film because I feel like films are going to stop soon. It's just my theory. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone watches the Netflix and the Primes and there's always going to be like, most series, the shows are like an hour long anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they're just going to keep making more and more and more. So if I could get a gig of like, okay, I did the music for this show. Set. That's it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because then that just, it just allows you the freedom because I think where people get caught up in the, the fame thing, it's not, it's, not, it's not very liberating being famous. Like you can't just like go on your high school. You yeah, right. Live your right. life, yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas if you've got a couple of those kind of gigs, like you know money's coming in and you can see the world at your own pace. Yeah. And more time you go somewhere and no one ain't going to know you. Yeah. That's calm. That's that's the that's calm. That's yeah, that's, actually, <laughs> that's I think calm. that's the biggest flex, man. Yeah, if money's up, and no, I don't know you. Ah, life is good. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. For sure. Mm. Well, for those that are listening, man, how can they find you? How can they follow you? How can they listen to your music? Um, yeah, everything's online. Just type in CKTRL, um, and yeah, it's all there. Y'all, we in London. Had a great conversation with my guy Control. That's CKTRL. Go look it up, find him. Um, again, he's melodic. I'm gonna put that. I think that that might be a good little, good little way to to, to to put that, man. But definitely, y'all tap into his music, uh, tap into his story, keep following him, man. We appreciate your time with us today, welcoming us to London. Another episode of the Check In with Black Menswear. We'll see y'all next go round. an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.